0: studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: The state of California announced they're going to go a full month past the CDC. Recommendations that you don't need to wear a mask anywhere if you're vaccinated. You don't need to wear a mask indoors, outdoors, at all, ever, if you're vaccinated. The state of California is going to leave their mask mandate in place for an entire month past the CDC's guidelines. That is just Crazy! The Chinese bad fever gave me power.
0: I like power. I'm holding on to power. We're not following any science.
1: What? Yeah. Are, well, honest to God, what is driving that? Is it? Is it? Is there some sort of? Is it conscious or subconscious? These these
0: decisions. Both, I think. I know that's a pain in the ass answer. It's kind of my trademark. Um, (laughs) I think the subconscious part is there is a worshipfulness, a worship of safety that is common on people on the left side of the aisle. And I don't hate them for that. They have a different worldview than me. That's fine. It takes all kinds to make the world go round. But they worship the idea of safety first. I hate the expression safety first. Mine is safety third. Uh, Anyway, so you have that kind of subconsciously. And on the conscious side, I just think the whole mask and caution and fear of COVID is a tribal sign of being anti-Trump.
1: I And people like being in a tribe. I can tell from people I talk to that it is definitely a political thing. I think it's more subconscious than conscious with with these interactions I've had. But it's a, I'm part of the crowd that cares about this stuff and is careful. You're part of the crazy crowd. Okay, the don't wear a mask crowd it cost people their lives. Yeah, okay, well at this point, yeah, I don't know, it's it's just amazing. So we're going to keep wearing masks as vaccinated people and keep restaurants from opening a month past the science. It's just amazing. Anywho, wow. Texas is reporting zero deaths in a day. For the first time since they started counting back in March last month. Wow! March. Now the way deaths get reported, it's it's a little fudgy because I mean you know hospitals send them all in on Wednesday or whatever, and so but 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 the fact that it could happen at all mm-hmm. is pretty amazing. Zero deaths in a day in Texas.
0: Yeah. So one of the things I was discussing yesterday, Jack, in your absence, was that I had uh, I traveled uh, to Florida to meet a friend, kind of on a whim, and how uh, the all the right, mass complaints. The, uh, <laughs> wow, wait a minute. There are good, decent people in the Sunshine State. They're not all pervs, allegedly, almost definitely. Uh But anyway, mask. Uh, the, the big hotel I was staying in was all guests must have masks in public areas. And compliance was decent, but you'd get on the elevator without a mask. And some guy would get on, he'd look at you, and you'd look at him, and I'd say, I don't care. And he'd say, good, I don't care either. Because everybody knows, everybody knows that the super cautious thing is in defiance of the scientific consensus, which I think is pretty solid. In fact, I don't think it's pretty solid. One of the other things we were discussing yesterday was a, a funny, a fairly funny column. It was serious, but had touches of humor saying, yeah, the CDC is following the science. They follow it by about six months. They're six <laughs> months behind at any turn, and everybody knows it.
1: Yeah, Dr. Fauci on Good Morning America today said he's not wearing a mask indoors. Um, Joe Biden spotted yesterday outside alone with a mask on. So he's he's stopped. also 140. <laughs> he's wearing his mask for the 1918 flu. That's why he's wearing his mask.
0: Yeah, I, I, I saw that. I, I'm confused. He made a big show of his big announcement in the Rose Garden, and now he's got his mask on again. Absolutely crazy. We also touched briefly, and and every person in America should know this, of the unholy immoral maneuver by the San Francisco uh, teachers to go back to class, I'm sorry, go back to the school building for one day with the high schoolers. And they just milled around, and it was hilarious, their their news release. Uh, such activities as college plan discussions, future
1: career discussions. In other words, I want to be, be ho- an astronaut when I grow up. I'm going to be an NFL player. Good discussion. Ice-
0: a bunch of high school kids got together and talked about what they were going to do after graduation. And for, for that, the school's got $12 million. Not even an effort at teaching the kids. Sacrifice the kids on the altar of the selfishness of the teachers' unions. Okay? And then you have this New York Times article. Just came across it. What's the title of this? They chose, or it was chosen for me. And here's Leah who is proud to be the family breadwinner, but was cast out of work by the pandemic. Here's April, just got a promotion, ruined by the pandemic. Here's Jennifer, following a dream of starting now, ruined by the pandemic. Each and every one of them. The story is, the schools or daycares closed and they couldn't work. How prominent do you suppose the discussion of the teachers' union's role in this New York Times article is, Jack? Well, I've scrolled down about 37 paragraphs and I haven't come across it yet.
1: Well, wow.
0: haven't even mentioned it. So you have you know people who who think who don't hold the teachers unions accountable, they don't even know what's going on. They read the New York Times every day. Actually, the New York Times has had some stuff that's pretty honest about it, but it's 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 frustrating me that a lot of good people who probably do have the intellectual capacity to understand what's going on just never they never come in contact with the information they need. But I don't, other, other than doing this show and growing it as fast as we can, please call your local radio executive and demand a live Armstrong and Getty show. Um, I don't know what to do. Write a blog.
1: Uh, the COVID's going in the right direction, the actual disease. The reaction to it, of course, is uh, crazy like all things that encounter human nature. But the actual disease itself is going in the right direction for the United States of America. I mean, it's, 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 it's all good news. I wish we could catch up to the good news or wouldn't ignore the good news for political reasons or whatever.
0: Yeah, I actually read that they're seeing some improvement in India after what appeared to be a an absolute cataclysm. That might be temporary, though. We've seen this uh, this Chinese bat fever bastard come and go in various places. Yeah. Well, That, that reminds me, one of our uh, alert listeners sent us this uh, COVID quiz. And I'm trying to assess whether it's worth doing it on the air. But the point of it is they're going to ask you which state did this and which state had this result and the rest of it. And the long and short of it is everybody kind of got, uh, got kicked by this thing in turn, no matter what they did.
1: Right, which is an argument in the future for letting people do what they want, having their businesses open, etc., because you're going to get the same result.
0: Yeah, there is almost no evidence that choking America's economy to death did any good.
1: I saw this tweet over the weekend. The tasters are back at Costco. The planet is healing. So Costco has brought the people back with the little food things you can taste. I saw a bunch of your major... uh, This is a
0: red letter day for you, Michael. Come on. (laughs) Yes, it is.
1: It's your hobby. Maybe you guys talked about this yesterday. A bunch of big businesses that announced, uh, you know, we're not going to make you wear the mask. If you've been vaccinated, don't worry about the mask. So a lot of your biggest retailers, I don't know how that's working out or how that's playing out with your Starbucks and your Walmarts and your... uh, big businesses across the country i don't know if they're getting any pushback or i suppose that if the state you live in still has a mask mandate you don't have any choice like in california if you're starbucks or walmart you can't say go without a mask because the state doesn't allow it right right well nobody's stopping you from wearing a mask
0: and if you are vulnerable perhaps you should until this thing is uh, well and truly vanquished uh but the rest of us there is seriously no reason for us to wear a mask
1: i was at a i was at a i won't say what it was or where it was cuz i don't want to get him in trouble but i was at an indoor churchy sort of thing on a sunday night and i walked into it and i said no masks here and they said nah it's a wild west here nobody wearing masks indoors and i Woo-hoo! thought this is awesome and i didn't wear a mask i'm vaccinated and there were a couple of people with masks that i pro- i thought well you probably aren't vaccinated or you've gotten an immune system or you're you're immune problem or something fine it doesn't bother me at all if other people wear masks but the fact the fact that it was allowing people who were vaccinated not wear masks i thought it was just fantastic first time i'd been indoors in a group of people with no masks in over a year now when i see
0: somebody like outdoors alone in a park with a mask i think they're an idiot is that
1: allowed or absolutely i or they're just well they're 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 siloed into bad information yeah that's a more charitable way to put it or they're an idiot (laughs)
0: <laughs> um oh speaking of silos I just came across a piece got to share it with you at some point uh, a chunk of it this hour uh conservatives should start paying attention to language we've talked about this for a long time the left is so much better at twisting language to their purposes and and that way you get a hold of the narrative if you can define the terms being used man you you got a huge leg up so we ought
1: to talk about that My um my caffeine's starting to wear off. I've got a medical thing today where I can't have anything to eat or drink six hours before it. Oh boy! So before the show, I jammed down as much caffeine as I could stand because I was going to be right at the six-hour mark.
0: Well, now I don't now know what's starting you, to wear off. What you got going on? I'm not going to ask, obviously. But I'll, I'll say it no. out
1: loud. I'm getting stuck in a tube for a PET scan oh. to see if I got any cancer because you got to do it every so many years.
0: Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, because I know in the, the the blood test thing where you're just getting like your your cholesterol and your mm-hmm. lipid panel and that, that sort of thing. Now they let you do black coffee before you get a taste. Yeah, this
1: one they don't let you do anything. Mm. I don't know if it shows up as something or what, but every so many years they 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 suggest you do a PET scan, even though uh, studies show almost nobody discovers their cancer that way. Almost nobody. You discover your cancer by feeling really bad and going to the doctor. yeah somebody's got to pay for that PET scan machine. They <laughs> ain't cheap. Yeah, I wondered about that. But anyway, so I get stuck in the tube again. Um, I don't mind it. I usually take a nap.
0: <laughs> oh, you know what? That reminds me. Uh, There's an article in the LA Times. It was a an editorial by a doctor about how the culture of doctors must change. And uh, Craig, the healthcare guru, who's going to join us at the top of hour number three, I think he has some thoughts on that as well as the financial realities uh, behind uh, Medicare and Medicare for all, and and uh, what's going on now on Capitol Hill and the incredible dishonesty of. I it. I thought
1: everything would just be free. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds pretty awesome to me. I love free
0: stuff. You're pretty big for a six year old, because you'd really have to be about six to think there's anything free in the
1: world. Have you seen any child? The, have you seen any of the new billboards in the San Diego area about the about the how racism and black mothers and racism hurts their babies and stuff? Have you seen those? Ah, uh, I can't remember. Taxpayer funded billboards in the San Diego area. We'll tell you about those coming back. They're a somewhat controversial.
0: Trips to the bathroom, we were able to, or the flight attendants were able to uh, um, move that passenger so she felt more comfortable. Uh, After several more put on your mask, put on your mask, put on your mask bathroom trips, started uh, uh, antagonizing other passengers and uh, um, had the mint knife uh, gesturing. (laughs) <laughs> stabbing motions towards the other passenger. So, and it was also observed erratic behavior and snorting a white substance. Uh, uh, okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> so that that announcement was actually made on the plane? That's yeah. weird. So it was a flight from New York to SFO, San Francisco, that had to be diverted. It's funny that the crowd reacted on the plane when they mentioned the white substance. I guess they were all wondering, what's wrong with this guy? Oh, 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 okay. Good, <laughs> good Jerry Springer audience reaction there. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So right. Among the things he was doing that caused a problem, or the one that got the most attention was he was pretending to stab people. But, you know, if you're watching from, you know, several rows back, you wouldn't be able to tell if he was actually stabbing people or just acting like he was stabbing people. So is this guy a tweaker? Is is that what we're being expected to ask to believe or what? Yeah, it seems like he was uh, taking trips to the bathroom to to snort some Coke and then was uh, just kind of amped up in a... And people were yelling at him, or the, the the air waitresses were yelling at him that he put his mask on, and then he started to pretend to stab people, and then it got out of hand. Wow. Anyway. A,
0: a guy with a head full of yayo being an a-hole. That's a
1: shock. Oh, <laughs> uh, we'll pay off this story. I got a couple of COVID things I forgot to mention that are interesting. Um... Public-funded California ads wonder black, warn black mothers-to-be that racism may hurt their babies. Officials in San Diego have caused controversy by putting up taxpayer-funded billboards that warn expectant mothers of color that they face health complications due to racism. If you've seen wow. these billboards along the highway, I just was sent a picture of one. The advertisement reads, it's a, it's a big giant billboard as you, you know what those look like with a, a mom holding a baby. Our black babies are nearly 60% more likely to be premature due to discrimination. Racism hurts your baby long before they're born. Not sure. Well, I'm pretty sure you can't nail that down, that it's racism that's causing that.
0: No, that's just disparate impact rearing its ugly head. If there's a
1: different outcome, it must be racism. But love the fact that as a taxpayer, I can uh, pay for those that uh, that are going to put in the heads of people who don't know any better. That it is absolutely, it's just. Flat-out racism that causes anything.
0: It's shocking, the, the leftward veer that San Diego's taken. One of the great cities in the world, one of the sane cities in America, well, virtually the only sane city in California's veered leftward. So sad.
1: Hey, the couple of COVID things I didn't get to. So the Yankees' COVID outbreak reached nine over the weekend. Nine players or staffers, people that are in the Yankees organization that had been vaccinated that tested positive. And then you had Bill Maher announce and didn't record his show on Friday night for HBO that he, as a uh, fully vaccinated human being, had COVID also. Is this uh, becoming a thing or what? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm
0: not sure what that means. It's. Uh, Is it, I had understood that it's ex- extremely rare to catch it and have it to the point that you'd be aware of it and carry it for a little while. At, at one point, they were saying it could happen. Then they said, no, it's exceedingly rare. And now it appears several cases of
1: it. Well, in, in in situations where they're continuing to test for pretty obvious reasons, I think. So, like, you know, all your baseball teams, they're testing everybody all the time. to try. That's to, true.
0: Every single day.
1: Yeah, to try to stay on top of it. And I, I would imagine the same with Bill Maher taping his show with a live audience. They probably just test him and everybody just as kind of routine. So maybe the rest of us that aren't getting tested, I haven't. I haven't gotten a test since I got my my vaccine. It seems pointless. Um, right, and, and the case that you might have
0: that that everyday test would catch is extremely mild. It won't you'll never know you had it. It's probably not transmissible, from what I understand. Although the science is you know evolving on this stuff. Yeah, uh, I had a conversation with a, a gent last night. He was a very bright guy. Just happened to run into him, introduced uh, by a friend, and. Uh, and uh, and we were talking about the uh, antibody levels and duration and effectiveness on this thing, and uh, including mu- possible mutations in the future. And you know, there's, it feels like we're getting past it. I've still got that feeling like I am watching a horror movie, and and the guy with the chainsaw seems to be dead. I think he's dead, but I got a feeling he might jump out again. Uh, I definitely still have that edge of,
1: edge of my seat feeling. Got another professor fired for using an N word. In what context will shock you? And I know you guys talked about UFOs yesterday, but I want to get in on the conversation as it's now out there as a major topic in the United States of America. All right. Something needs to be done. Agreed. When when are we going to start shooting those things out of the sky?
0: <laughs> Armstrong and
1: Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The Pentagon confirms these are images of objects it can't identify. Lieutenant Graves told us pilots training off the Atlantic coast see things like that all the time.
0: Every day. Every day for at least a couple of years. Um,
1: wait a minute. Every day for a couple of years? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's the UFO segment from 60 Minutes on Sunday night. I watched it with my 11-year-old son. Who is more into a segment (laughs) about UFOs than an 11-year-old boy? And When I was his age, I would have just, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing ever.
0: Yeah, yeah, which is great. And that was my criticism yesterday of the 60 Minutes piece. It seemed to be kind of aimed at 11-year-old boys. Even as it was talking about some really interesting stuff, they just kept hunting it, hunting it. But UFOs, the government <laughs> believes in UFOs, well, that, as that, if obviously a UFO means a Martian bent on probing us and then taking over the planet.
1: Well, that 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 part seems silly to me. The, the, everybody having to say, I know UFOs. I I, I never thought I'd believe in. Okay. I've always believed in the fact that something flying through the air could be unidentified at the moment, which would make it an unidentified <laughs> flying object. Exactly. But um, uh, what's your takeaway on what the hell this stuff is? I mean, you got some of the, the best and brightest people in the world, some of these, these Top Gun pilots, saying, I have no idea what it was, I see it all the time. I have a moral dilemma. Okay. We got an email from a fella
0: who said i really prefer that you not use this on the air because and this is probably crazy but i don't want to tip anybody off i will just tell you this that there me, are, I, I might
1: be able to set this up with this the okay, 60 minutes okay. piece the 60 minutes piece talked about it being possibly some sort of weapon that other countries have that we don't have or it's ours We could even have it, and we haven't let everybody else know it. There was one guy on the 60 Minutes piece, though, who claimed he was in the know, although his sunglasses and his jacket had the look of a (laughs) crackpot. The jacket of the crackpot. The jacket of the crackpot. He said, I'm in a position to know if it's one of ours, and it's not ours. But Which is exactly what a person in a position to know would tell 60 Minutes. (laughs) Exactly. Anyway, now...
0: I would, absolutely. No, we don't have that capability. If you didn't, you'd be a bad American. You know what? Now's a good time to play clip number 51 before I get to my point, Sean.
1: You know how this sounds. It sounds nutty, wacky. Yeah, look, Bill, I, I'm not, no, I'm it not doesn't. telling you that, that it doesn't sound wacky. What I'm telling you is real. Imagine a technology that can do six to 700 G-forces, that can fly at 13,000 miles an hour, that uh, it can evade radar, and that can fly through air and water, and possibly space, and oh, by the way, has no obvious signs of propulsion, no wings, no control surfaces, and yet still can defy the natural effects of Earth's gravity. That's precisely what we're seeing. And I don't,
0: I don't think I will hasten the Chinese invasion by saying that thing that the sensors picked up might not exist in reality. It might not have atoms,
1: okay? It's something it, that you can that you can put there that will show up on a radar but doesn't actually exist? That sort of thing, huh. um, at least in
0: some cases. And there might be three or four different phenomena that we're talking about, all these different sightings. But virtually all of them were instrument sightings. They were not, look at what
1: I'm looking at. They were on the screen. Good point. Um are you well so Senator Marco Rubio of Florida is he was on the sixty minutes piece and he says the United States should take the threat of UFOs seriously and we need to start looking into this and you know devoting resources to figuring it out. Anything that enters an airspace that's not supposed to be there is a threat, Marco Rubio said, and we need to nail down what that stuff this stuff is. I would agree. I of hope, course that's self-evident. I I hope the people at the highest levels in our government aren't treating it like sixty minutes Wait a second. UFOs? Now you <laughs> sound like a crackpot. <laughs> so, that's funny. Uh. I don't react that way at all. I th- Well, uh, are you spending any time thinking about this being a spaceship from another world? No. No, me neither. So no. I immediately just go to, well, it's either something we've developed... That we haven't, they haven't told us about, like the SR 71. We developed that 70 years ago. A plane that wasn't, it wasn't known that we had it until what? 20, 30 years ago. Half a century, the world didn't know, including Americans didn't know we had this freaking plane. Good. Um, yeah, and good. Uh, so I, I hope it's us. It would be horrifying to find out that it's China or Russia or somebody that's got this kind of technology and we don't have it. But Mm -hmm. let's talk about it like grown-ups, for crying out loud. But UFOs? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. uh, This is one of those where I have a feeling I will never know the answer to this question. And probably for reasonably good uh, reasons. And again, we might be talking about three different things. We might be talking about one technology that's ours. that uh, It's top secret. And a couple of fighter pilots spotted it. One might be some sort of Chinese incursion into our airspace. And we need to figure out what it is. And the third one is some sort of technical trickery that we're trying out to mess with other people. And we're not going to try it on the Chinese to make sure it works. We're going to try it on our own, guys. And the fourth one could be a Martian. <laughs> Tell you what, it's just sensible to carry lube with you in case they want to probe you. So it's you, much more comfortable.
1: So you're thinking that uh, it could be something that we we, we we put on radar so that it'll make the news and pilots will talk about it. And we hope the Chinese see it. We hope the Chinese see that 60 minutes. I guarantee you they did. Yeah. Uh, the Chinese military watched that 60 minutes and said, holy crap, we know it's not us. So who is it? Well, yeah, but the Chinese, I don't think, could – well,
0: I don't know. Maybe they could. I'm not a Chinese scientist. I'm not sure if they could leap to the conclusion that, okay, they've got some sort of uh, messes with the sensors technology. They might just think they have some sort of craft that can move incredibly quickly. Well, yeah, blah, that's blah, what blah. I meant. I
1: we, want, yeah. we want the Chinese to think – to look at the 60 minutes and think, well, we don't have that, so the United States must have some sort of aircraft.
0: Yeah, I I also think it's entirely possible that we test it out on our pilots and don't expect them to go to sixty minutes, and that there may be somebody who's a little frustrated that
1: that's happening. Well, this one particular woman didn't. She's had this information for uh, four years. She said, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for four years she kept this a secret, and it wasn't until this guy, he got it through legal means, did he not? The the really big guy. Oh uh, uh, yeah, with the, yeah,
0: with the jacket of the lunatic, um, <laughs> the jacket
1: of the crackpot. Here at Crackpot Fashions, we proudly outfit lunatics. Isn't it it interesting to think that even with our top guys, I mean, and women, you know, your top gun people and uh, the people that are their bosses and all that sort of stuff, I mean, here that's the the highest level of U.S. defense. There's still another secret level above them that could be flying craft around and testing them out. We've got the best defenses in the world, so why wouldn't you want to test this stuff on us? Sure. To see if we can pick it up or
0: stop it. Oh, yeah, it absolutely. Some fighter pilot picks up like a, a Doberman uh, pincher walking on the clouds at 30,000 feet and reports it. There's somebody at DARPA who says, perfect, it worked. You know, or or, or sees a box zooming through the sky at 17,000 miles per hour or whatever. There's somebody at DARPA who said, yep, we, uh, we went ahead and achieved Mach 4. I sure yeah. as
1: hell hope it's us and not the Chinese or Russians. I hope we're I hope we're the ones with the super fantastic technology.
0: Well, that reminds me, we got a note from a friend of Armstrong and Getty who'd, who'd caught a podcast by uh, our colleague Brian Suits, and um, and uh, it was about how the Chinese have extremely low levels of uh, in combat experience, and how their training, their combat training, is highly suspect. I haven't heard it myself. I thought that was interesting. Uh, You know, I'm neither an alarmist nor a dismisser of China, but between their demographic disaster, which they're just starting into because they've had no babies for generations, um, and the untried nature of the Chinese military, uh, mm, you just, you have to leaven your, the seriousness you take them with, with understanding their weaknesses too. I mean, it's not like I'm in charge of the policy anyway, just as you observe it. I don't want people freaking out thinking China's about to invade.
1: Maybe we'll get to the story of another professor allegedly fired for dropping in an N-bomb. Perfectly legitimate use of it in context. I mean, the sort of thing that a grown-up people ought to be able to uh, deal with. But we can't. I would
0: like to talk about it just because I yeah. think we need to stand up against this sort of crap. It's scary. It's straight out of Mao's cultural revolution.
1: We'll get to that next that segment. I wasn't here yesterday. I was ill, and uh, I was talking to a doctor about it, and he said the symptoms you have. it's almost guaranteed it was something you ate. Um, uh, actually, I was, I was around some people last night, and I said,, uh, you know, probably a good thing I'm wearing a mask because I've been pretty sick for the I was really, really sick last night. And uh, he, he said, what do you have? And I said, well, you know, I had uh, gastrointestinal problems. Uh, some coarser people call it. Out of both ends. And that's exactly what was happening. Mm. Oh, my God. And it was rough. As bad as as bad as I've ever had, certainly. And like chills and shakes yeah. and stuff, too, right? chills. Like, yeah, I'm propped yeah. up in bed, covers around me, and just uh, my whole body shaking. And Out thought, of nowhere,
0: I'm, and then it goes away?
1: And I was really yeah. in bad shape. And uh, the only thing I can narrow it down to... Yeah, they it, have attorneys. It was really delicious. Oh boy, Arby's. Oh boy,
0: oh boy. It's a shame.
1: Now, um, I didn't, I didn't really eat anything else, but so I don't know what to, uh.
0: I ate ballpark shrimp two days in a row, as I discussed on the show yesterday, and you were fine. Went to a baseball game, in Florida. So you're you're they leaving got,
1: out half. How was how was the shrimp presented to you? It,
0: well, <laughs> I was getting there, Sean. Okay, okay. it's. Coconut shrimp in a waffle cone. What? That <laughs> so was the best thing ever. What? Oh, big waffle cone full of coconut shrimp with like a sweet coconut sauce on them. Yeah. Oh, my
1: God. If you tell me that in two days, it might sound good. But right now, I'm having trouble not vomiting thinking about it. Oh, oh I'm so s- sorry. I'm still not over whatever happened to me. And if it was food related, all I had was... I had like a granola bar, like those really dry, crumbly granola bars. I don't see how anything bad could be in one of those. Yeah, it's very unlikely. And uh, the only other thing I ate was that delicious, delicious Arby's sandwich. Well, maybe Google uh, granola bar recall. Who knows? Maybe I was, there's
0: some tomaine
1: in there or some salmonella. The, I was in line at Arby's for a really long time. So it was the drive-thru, mm-hmm. and, and it was so long that I was wishing I could back up and get out of it. I mean, because it had been uh, 20 minutes, I'll bet of waiting in a drive through It was just a ridiculously long time.
0: Yeah, I got jokes I want to make that I really shouldn't,
1: so... You know, does that make it more likely that something happened at the Arby's? a long line? That they, were, yeah, they were behind, said, we don't have time to cook it all the way through. Get the sandwiches out there, or something like that. <laughs> we're out of new meat. <laughs> Is there anything in the back?
0: No, see that never happened. That no, was uh, an unattempted a, humor, a poor uh, attempt.
1: I'm a, I I've been a <laughs> proponent for Arby's for a, forever and they Yes, get made, you've for, defended them against yes. the elitist New York oh, media. We forgot John Stewart Daily Show regularly would blast <laughs> no, Arby's as no. as being something you shouldn't eat. Way out of line. No, and I've always said, "No, Arby's is fantastic. Never had a problem." Until uh, perhaps now. Uh, yeah, but I, again, then I don't know that it's their fault, but you're right. I'll bet that bar, there's probably a recall on that granola bar I ate, and that explains it. That's the most likely. Yeah, sure, sure it is. Jeez, if oh. you can get that sick from eating the wrong thing, it makes me want to be super, super cautious from now on. Oof. That was mm. so So uh,
0: I want to specifically, personally address Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg after the commercials.
1: Cool. So that and the professor. I am going to pull down their pants, and slap them silly. Awesome.
0: Yes, and we will step up to the defense of that poor professor.
1: Yeah, so all those things. That's going to be a good segment. I wouldn't miss it. stories. St. John's professor allegedly fired for reading racial slur from a Mark Twain book. Uh, Hannah Fishthall said she was unaware of how racial politics have exploded at universities around the country. Well, she's older. She's quite a bit older, and so she's probably not you know, paying attention to the very latest social trends on Twitter or whatever, but she was unaware that any mention of the N-word uh, is going to do you in so she's a St. John's University professor, allegedly been fired for reading a passage containing an N-word from Mark Twain's anti-slavery novel, Puddin' Head Wilson, in her literature of satire class. She's teaching a literature of satire class to, in theory, some of our brighter minds in America to try to understand how that whole thing works and is reading one of the great pieces of literature against racism and slavery. Been teaching there for 20 years, uttered the N-word once during a remote class back in February after she first explained to students the context of the word, and she said she hoped it would not offend anyone. Mark Twain was one of the first American writers to use actual dialects, she said. His use of the N-word is used only in dialogues as it could have actually been spoken in the South before the Civil War when the story takes place all perfectly grown-up description of what was going on at the time, how it was, uh, you know, a a move forward for literature, etc. Well, and to write in any other style would be jivey and
0: stupid. Can you imagine if... You know, the the great Russian uh, authors writing about the, the pre-revolutionary times had not used the term Bolshevik and instead used the term Jive Turkey or something like that. I mean, it's just,
1: it would be idiotic. The day after the class, she got an email from a student who said she had to abruptly leave the call because of the use of the inappropriate slur. It was unnecessary and very painful to hear, the student wrote. Then you shouldn't be in college because you're not enough of a grown-up. Your brain can't handle the university level uh, education. You shouldn't be at a university if you can't handle it. We've taught our children mental illness. The teacher, the professor, apologized to the student in an email and set up a private discussion online about the issue uh, to try to, you know, smooth things over. No, forget it. That's not enough. Sorry, you got to be canceled. Six students responded, including the initial complainant. Two defended the uh, the use of the N word. The rest said the N word should not have been used. And uh, she has, in theory, been fired for that. The university is claiming that's not the reason she was fired, but come on, let's grow up. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's shocking, and it's scary, and it's idiotic, but logic has nothing to do with it. Power. It's all about power. Power. We do not expect you to follow these laws. We expect you to not follow them, and therefore, you are a criminal. And we can take your job. We can take your power. Critical race theory isn't a theory. It's a, a series of tools. She's it's a, a series
1: of weapons. This particular professor is the daughter of Holocaust survivors, by the way. And she said, I never thought this would happen to me. I'm one of the last people who should be accused of racism. I know where it leads, and I know where it ends. Every class I teach teaches the evils of stereotyping. But... She
0: said as the Red Guard dragged her in the street and beat her finally to death.
1: Hey, lefties, if like you're a normal, normal, classic, liberal lefty, you need to fight back against this. Oh, yeah. Because we can't. Those of us on the right can't. We're just, well, of course, racists want to use the N-word. No, you need to fight for it and say, look, having a discussion of a word is not racism. Let's be grown-ups here. Yeah
0: that's just it's astounding but is and get, again read anything Greg Lukianoff and Jonathan Haidt have written um Uh, about how we have taught our children mental illness. We've taught them that they should fall to pieces if anybody hurts their feelings in the slightest. That if a magic incantation, a magic word like the N-bomb
1: is used, they should be devastated. And if they're not, they're a racist. How do the universities themselves not stand up to it and just say, look, I'm sorry you're offended, we're not going to fire the university professor. We talked to her, but we're not going to fire her.
0: Because the rabid mob will come for them next. It's cowardice. Uh, in some cases, it's a lack of understanding of what's happening. They just hear, racist, anti-racist? Well, I'm an anti-racist, because that sounds good. There's just It's a combination of ignorance and cowardice. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of which,
1: their, do we have... Their business model briefly, briefly, is... Uh, I need to attract the next generation of people to want to come here. It is not to produce the greatest minds of America. That's a good point. It's not to challenge
0: anybody. The customers get mad when you challenge them. All right, I barely have any time for this, but i got to squeeze it in. Uh, Craig, the healthcare guru, is coming up next. But Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, I always leave Google slash YouTube off the hook, and I shouldn't because they're evil. They all banned, censored anybody sending out any information that said, Uh, the Chinese bat fever, escaped from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. They banned that as disinformation. Now here's Ian Bremmer retweeting Richard Haas, who's the president of the Council on Foreign Relations, discussing major scientists saying that now appears to be the most likely uh, uh, explanation of how the virus got out, that it escaped from the lab. It was a lab accident, not some sort of deliberate weapon, But an accident. You idiots in Silicon Valley banned even discussing
1: that for months. Armstrong and Getty.